you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. I certainly hope this finds you all well and serving our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I, I want to shout out to my dear missionary friend, Zach Knight, who works with Wounded Spirits. He's uh, over there in West Virginia now. So if you guys ever need uh, somebody to preach at your church within a couple hundred miles to fill in for you, a great missionary for a missions conference or something like that, I don't usually do this, but I just want to shout out Zach and Katie Knight's name. What a great family they are and uh, they're right over there in Belmont, not too far from St. Mary's and stuff. So make sure that uh, you keep them in mind. Also, I wanted to shout out to you guys and tell you this is real important. Write this down. September 11th, around 5 o'clock at night through September 15th in the morning, um, we will be having our Wounded Spirits Conference, and our conference will be over there at Camp Joy, Wisconsin. You don't uh, don't want to miss that. That's in Whitewater, Wisconsin just an easy uh, drive from Milwaukee if you fly in and uh, I think perhaps the nicest campground in the fall that you can find in the United States. It's just really beautiful there, a beautiful lake, a beautiful time. Kevin and I and my wife Debbie will be doing the training. We actually have a, a family coming in, the Howerton family will be doing special music. So again, September 11th to 15th, come to our Wounded Spirits Conference this year. You don't want to miss it. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. That's exciting because I didn't realize my pastor and his family are coming in and the the singing. Now the the kids will be singing. And right, right. Singing he won't be wife. singing. Not, yeah. not him. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah. He talks all right, but I I'm not sure about <laughs> yeah. his singing. I never heard him sing, but uh, uh, he's a great, great pastor, great yeah. preacher. Yeah, just yeah. We'll let the sing into the. We'll let the sing into those who can carry a note. And uh, I had a friend of mine back in music class in high school who said Doug uh, cannot carry a note in his lunchbox. I didn't think that was very funny, but it was. <laughs> I, I thought it was true, and uh, so I left her alone. And uh, but she just to let you know that uh, she's no Karen Carpenter. I right? I don't see her making any albums. Praise God. And uh, but uh, I certainly wish her all the best. But here we are. We're in John chapter three. We're moving along. We're we're talking about the life of Christ. And folks, when we look at our life. And, uh, and the junk we've been through and all, everything we've been through in life, well, where do we go uh, for an example? Where do we go for help? Well, it's the life of Christ. It's Christ. And no matter what junk you're going through, the depression, the nightmares, the weirdness, the freakiness, the all by yourself, the marching to the beat of a different drama, hey, God's got all that covered. Folks, can I tell you something? Uh, you don't have to be a loner. You're never a loner. It's a majority when you got the Holy Spirit of God in your heart. And uh, let me tell you, the Trinity it, it, and Jesus, they minister to you uh, through that Holy Spirit. And uh, so we're talking about the life of Christ. Be ministered to today. Uh, open the Word of God. Follow along. Read the Word of God when we hang up. So we're in chapter 3 of the book of John. And I, I told you, I believe, uh, I went through a book years ago, and it called John, the chapter of belief, or John, the book of the gospel of belief. And I believe that chapter 3 
is definitely the chapter of belief in Jesus Christ. So if we're studying the life of Christ, one of the first things we got to study is our belief in Christ. Do we got it right? Are we in the right place? And so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start reading at verse one. I'm going to go through eight and we're going to cover four through eight on this day. And, uh, but there was a man of the Pharisees in verse number one of chapter three named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by the night. We reminded you last Friday that he hid out at night. He didn't want his buddies to see him. He, he didn't want to be known as somebody who followed Jesus Christ. I want you to know that I want to be known as someone that follows Jesus Christ and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God for no man can do the miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And, uh, and folks, can I tell you, there is no man. Uh, that can heal. There's no man that can change lives. There's no man that can do those things. Only our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And through him, we can witness those things. And we can sit back and say, look what God just did. Jesus answered, said unto him, verily, verily. And that's as to say, listen, listen up. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In the army, when they really wanted you to listen, they go, listen, listen up. And everybody would listen up. They'd stop what they were doing. They'd say, got it. I better pay attention to what, you know, the sergeant's going to say here. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, listen, listen up. I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We want to make sure we're all born of the flesh. We want to make sure that we're all born of the spirit, that we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. In verse 7, it says, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So in everyone that is born is the spirit. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm excited by that. I'm excited that, you know, we don't, we don't know when a tree falls down in the forest, as we used to say when we were kids. Uh, we don't know and uh, when different things are going on, but God does. God makes things go on. God has things going on inside of our hearts. So he's explaining that being born again is a spiritual thing. It represents this cleansing and purification, and it's it's a big deal to be cleansed and purified for a God by God. He encourages Nicodemus, don't be surprised or marvel at this. It's all these things that go on around you that are the mysteries of nature. And I don't know about you, but I'm always blown away how we can get rain just when we need it, how, um, how all these different things happen around us, how we're ministered to by angels and kept from getting into car accidents. He's telling Nicodemus, don't get hung up on that. And he's still struggling to understand. And and what does Jesus do? He questions his lack of, uh, you know, what's going on, his comprehension there. And he, he says, you know, and basically what's going on here, I think, Kevin, is he said, Nicodemus, you're a teacher in Israel. You're a leader. You're a rabbi. You got things all figured out. And uh, yet you're not getting this. And see, you can't get this without the understanding and accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You see, Christ is here and he's talking to Nicodemus, Kevin, and he's saying it's not about what we as men can do. It's never been about that. It's about what he can do through the Spirit, ministering to our hearts, saving us. What are you thinking, Kevin? 
it's absolutely essential to understand that Jesus is spirit. You know, he was physically with them, and they struggled with the fact that when he physically was no longer with them, that that there was still, um, you know, a continuation of of his ministry. And so he spent, you know, chapters of the Word of God introducing them to the Holy Spirit. And even here, uh, you know, he is pointing out to Nicodemus, you know, trying to win him to Christ, win him to the Lord, that uh, the Spirit is what, it, you know, is, is what's involved in salvation. So, you know, n- number one, if, <clears throat> if we as humans have it in our mind that there's got to be something physical that happens to us, in order to be to, to come to know to come to know God to get saved, then then there's then there's a misunderstanding there because you know so and and I say that because so many people get it in their mind that that they uh, you know it has to be a, a a feeling a physical feeling you know the hair on the back of their head stands up the you know see a light feel you know a bolt of lightning what whatever just felt power you know go through me and um, there there may be feelings because of what takes place inside but the idea that jesus over and over tried to get across to the samaritan woman to the pharisees to his own disciples toward the end of his life is you know we're talking about worshiping in spirit and in truth where you know god is a spirit um john chapter six he lost most of his church you know um thousands of people left because he he was trying to emphasize you know, you're looking for bread, and I'm here to give you spirit. And, and, and Jesus, you know, Jesus said, the flesh profiteth nothing. It is the spirit that quickeneth there in John 6. So all that to say, it's it's of vital importance to everyone that their salvation is found in the person of Jesus Christ and that he's accessed by faith, not by feeling. Is accessed by faith, not by a physical sensation. You know, spirit means that in your heart, Jesus wants to come and live. And he bears witness, his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. So assurance is going to come because you know the day, you know, you remember, you may not remember the date, but you remember, uh, especially as, as you get old, you know, as an adult, yeah, if you get saved as an adult, you have this memory uh, more so than than a little little child. That yeah, I remember when God quickened my spirit, and it's and that happened to me, Doug. So yeah, it's all about the spirit, not about the flesh. Amen. That's absolutely right. You know, it doesn't matter what your name is. You take it doesn't matter that you call yourself a Christian. It, it doesn't matter that you have a special language that you speak. When I was a kid, you know, we'd go to Latin services. None of that matters. It matters whether or not you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hey, we'll be right back. Hang with us. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Yeah, just a, a list of things I wrote down in my Bible that doesn't, <clears throat> excuse me, man, I have a frog in my voice this morning. You know, it doesn't matter the name we take. See, as, 
as Christians, there's so many that want to want you to take this holy apostolic name or uh, to identify by a church or identify by a man or identify by this. And so here's Nicodemus trying to identify by a temple, identify by a sect of being a Pharisee, identify by how legal he is, identify for how he kept the rules. And, 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 and you know, God's saying it, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what language you speak. It, it doesn't matter. And, and that kind of blows people away when you start saying the doesn't matters, especially in Jewish days. They're like, hang on. Hebrew is the holy language, and it doesn't matter what customs you observe. And this is weird, weirding out the legal crowd. It doesn't matter how you're dressed. It doesn't matter what religious things you practice. It doesn't matter who your parents were. It doesn't matter about your children, who they were born, how they were done. It doesn't matter that if you have friends on the inside, the only thing that matters, and I wrote that in my Bible years ago, but the only thing that matters, and folks, we need to get this right, is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, that's the only thing that matters. He's reminded us that when you're born of flesh, you're flesh, and flesh can't take care of itself. Uh, We need a God. Sometimes we need a miracle. My sister's been sitting in the hospital, uh, was found laying on the floor one day, and she had sepsis and pneumonia. No one knew she had it. She, She lived with a roommate, in a, in a senior facility and, and was doing fine. And, and, uh, and she went to the hospital. She had sepsis. She was almost dead. She had pneumonia. She was almost dead. It infected her heart valves over the last two weeks. They've called us three or four times, said she's not going to make it to the morning. But you see, God is the God of not going to make it to the morning. See, that's why we get saved in the spirit, because God is the God who saves us. And uh, he's the God of verily, verily. He's the God of listen up, listen up. Some people say, assuredly, you need to listen to this. Some people say, I tell you, it's like when I was in the army, you better be listening. When I say listen twice, it's time to listen, Kevin. And God's saying, it's time to listen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the text that we're talking about, Jesus over and over is trying to get Nicodemus to listen and let him in on this salvation thing because he it, it's so grievous that he was so dedicated and he was religious, but the Pharisees had kind of cordoned off their religion from from the, the their Messiah. And the Messiah, when he showed up, was esteemed as their enemy because they had so emphasized the outward, so emphasized the, you know, the law, the, you know, they're going to do it right. And they're going to exclude, you know, stand thou far off for I am holier than thou. That's an Old Testament reference to the the Pharisee types. Uh, because they had so excluded the, the others, they felt because of their separation from wrong that they were fully looking for God. And that's, that's, evidenced by the fact that Nicodemus is the only, um, other than Paul, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the only Pharisee that ever got saved recorded in the scriptures. So Jesus tried to get across to him, Doug, that there is, um, that there is a spiritual thing and he needs to, yeah. he needs to look for God spiritually. Um, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. And then I love, um, did we read verse 8 today? Yes, we did. We did, yeah. Yeah, went down to verse 11. So the wind bloweth where it listens. So when Jesus, this gets me, when Jesus is explaining the, the reality of the Spirit, 
He uses the wind, the reality of the wind. The wind cannot be seen. The wind can be diverted. The wind can, you can shield yourself from the wind. You can go into a cave or something where there is no wind. You can go in indoors. Although, you know, the it, you're talking about 300 mile an hour tornado winds indoors. is not, it's not going to help you a whole lot. You got to go to the ground, but long story short, um, if there's, if there's a, a better illustration, I don't know what it is. Jesus himself said, everyone that's born of the spirit is like the wind in that it, it, where it lifts it. In other words, where it leans, where it wants to go, where the pressure systems of on the map, you know, are drawing the air that when that air starts flowing, you can hear the sound thereof, but you cannot tell when's it coming. You don't know where it's coming from. You have the sound of it. You don't know for sure when it's going. You know, you can try to predict based on barometric pressure across the country, which direction it's going to go. It's going to go in the direction of low pressure. But, you know, when you're out there in the wind, it's invisible. It's just there. And it's it's just as real as anything. Everybody knows it's real. You know, um, if 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 you, back, I was raised in a home where there's smoking going on. My dad smoked a, a lot, so man, when we're outside, when he'd blow a puff of smoke, boom, there, you know where the wind's going, and it would sometimes swirl, and you know his friends would blow smoke rings, and it would be it'd be kind of fun to watch. I remember as a kid, but you always knew if there was any wind movement because what the smoke did. And, you know, I think we would be amazed, Doug, if we were to somehow do the wind tunnel thing where you put some smoke or some steam or something into the wind flow and you'd see all the eddies and all the whirls and the sweeping motion and the little cyclones, you know, going around. It, it would it would spook us out if, if you could just see the wind. I was driving down the road with my motorhome, got blasted, got side uh, absolutely blindsided by by wind driving across Wyoming, and it knocked me a couple lanes over. I was on the shoulder because why? I'm driving a basically a billboard down the road, and the billboard, you know, just the wind caught us. Some kind of a, a sudden straight line wind nailed the the side of the coach. And I remember thinking, man, I wish there would be like some streams of smoke in the air that as I'm approaching it, I could see a sudden thing like that and be ready for it. But the the reality is, it would spook us. We would not know how to handle the the um, the to see what the unseen wind is doing. And you know what? If you're going through struggles, and Doug, I hand it back to you. But if you're going through struggles, if you're going through something, there is an unseen presence. There is an unseen reality of God. And just like the wind, he's at work, it's pushing, it's moving, it's going to do its thing. No one can ultimately stop it, but we can shield ourselves from it. Don't shield yourself from the action of God. Get where God is blowing. Get get on that bandwagon whose sails are, you know, get on the ship whose sails are furled for the work of God. That's called a good local church. Be where the wind is going, and uh, you'll find out God is still there. He is, brother, and, and what a great example. And I, I think when we see that term where the Lord's speaking, and he says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except, in verse number five, a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter in the kingdom of God. Some get this wrong, and they think, well, water, I've got to be baptized. And But we do see over in Ezekiel where water is talking about the cleansing that God gives to somebody. It, it represents that cleansing. Some get it wrong and say, well, water is, uh, you know, when you're in 
your mother's womb, you're wrapped in a sack included in water. It's talking about a cleansing here. And just what Kevin's saying, you know, is as God does this spiritual cleansing in our lives when we accept him. Again, going back to what I said, it's not about what we do in life. It never has been about what we do in life. It's about what God does in us and through us. So if we can get this right as we go through our day today, if we if we realize that the problems we have are not as much, uh, they're not anything about what we do, but they're everything about what God can do through us. The strength I need, as Kevin was mentioning, that junk we go through, the strength I need needs to come from Christ today. I, I'm going to heal because God says I'll heal. It's not because of some magic thing I have. It's not finding some knucklehead who will hit you in the head and throw you on the floor saying you're healed. It's about what God can do in your life. And there's a lot of knuckleheads that'll hit you in the head and say you're healed. And uh, I was looking for those guys during the, the coronavirus. I even wrote a couple who are Facebook friends of mine and said they can really use you at Moses Cone in New York City right now with all those people with corona. Get up there. Listen, folks, it's about God. It's about accepting him, accepting his plan, trusting in him. And listen, we're going to come back tomorrow and we're going to hop in verse 9 through 17. You don't want to miss that the life of Christ. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Health for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation, or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.